Welcome to Operation Serial. Each week, we will discuss a cartoon of our choice and decide if we want to see it through or try something new. I'm Ryan Persaud. I'm Jennifer Uncle. Ready? Ready? Go! So we're back, and as we mentioned last episode, we're getting, we've switched from Code Lyoko to Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, uh, I don't know whether there's been newer Yu-Gi-Oh shows, but this is the very first one, and uh, there's like a handful of Yu-Gi-Oh shows. Yeah, and uh, I guess the explanation for where it starts is there was already a first season in Japan that we never got, so. We're basically jumping right into the second season of Yu-Gi-Oh! Or at least the second season... The first season that got released in the United States. And then the second one yep. was... The second one in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode one was called The Heart of the Cards. Um, episode two was called The Gauntlet is Thrown. Okay. Those are two episodes. Alright, so I'll give a quick summary for Heart of the Cards. Essentially, Yugi is getting all his friends hooked onto this trading card game called Yu-Gi-Oh. Is that the name of the card game? I believe so. Okay. Actually, no, the 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 card game is called Duel Masters. Duel Masters, okay. So yeah, his grandfather owns a game shop that's just called Game Shop, and... He has a bunch of great cards because his dad owns the game store, so he's trying to get his friends to come with him to the game store and buy cards. You know, capitalism. And while they're going over, they're like, I'm going to show you this super rare card that my grandfather has. This rich kid, Seto Kaiba, overhears them and goes, hmm, a rare card. I wonder if it's the card I'm looking for. So he kind of trails them. And the grandfather shows them the rare card that he will never part with, which is a blue-eyes white dragon. And Seto Kaiba comes soon, and he's like, I'll give you this whole briefcase full of money. I'll do anything. Name it. Just give me that card. And he's like, no, it's a card that a friend gave me, so I will treasure it always, and I will never part with it. So what uh, <laughs> Seto Kaiba does... I think it's during the evening, or maybe it's the next day. Either way, they... He hires a... He has his people come and kidnap the grandfather with the card. And he makes the grandfather... He he calls Yugi and goes, Hey, I have your grandfather and his card. Why don't you come over and get him? So Yugi brings him and his friends over to Kaiba Corp and the grandfather is basically dying he's he's in critical medical condition because he, he lost this card yes he lost the match he needs to go to the hospital because he lost a card game yeah <laughs> and it as it turns out there's only four of this card that exists so 
since the grandfather lost the card game, Kaiba got the card, and he just rips it up in front of the grandfather. <laughs> and Yugi essentially challenges him to, to a duel to teach this punk ass a lesson, which his grandfather was trying to do. And mm -hmm. him and his friends draw a smiley emoticon over their the top of their hands as a symbol of friendship. So, of course, they end up going to the duel arena to play Duel Masters, and Yugi has this necklace around his neck that turns him into a aged-up Yu-Gi-Oh, who's a super aged-up Yugi who's super good at card games. And uh, during the match, it's revealed that uh, Kaiba actually has the three other cards of this the super rare card so now he basically owns all of the blue eyes white dragons and yugi's pretty close to losing and the grandfather's condition is worsening as <laughs> yugi does worse and worse but then he ends up pulling out the five cards of exodia which is apparently something that no player in the history of duel masters has ever done just for this one it's, it's, match in episode it's, one. It's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> and he does that, and Kaiba flies backward, and... Oh, I, sh I should also mention the board that they're playing on makes all their cards come to life through this holographic technology. So you're seeing these gigantic monsters battle each other while they're playing cards. And... Uh, as soon as Yugi wins, the grandfather wakes up and goes, Yugi won! From the hospital. Also, like, his ghost <laughs> helps him out during the match as well. Yeah, he, he astrally projects himself into the match to be like, Yugi, you got this, don't stress out. And uh, yeah. from there, you find out that Pegasus found out that Kaiba lost, so he becomes interested in... Yugi and Kaiba and Pegasus also has one of the Millennium items, which is the necklace Yugi has, except his is an eye. So he stares to the camera like, interesting. And I guess that's the episode, more or less. Yep. It's pretty. Uh, few things. Uh, so when Yugi is dueling, he turns into a different entity called Yami Yugi. That's his, like, sort of other form. Mm -hmm. um, I always assumed that it was whatever is in his Millennium, like, necklace or whatever. Um, I always just made that assumption. I wonder if they explain Be that during the season that we never get to see. They probably do, because... Alright, this might be a, a, a discussion for next episode, because they explain a little bit more. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. The the backstory and stuff is a little confusing. Um, I should run, run down the characters. We have Yugi. We have Taya, who's like the girl of the group. Uh, we have Joey Wheeler, who is amazing. <laughs> yeah, he has this amazing Brooklyn accent or whatever it's supposed to be it's clearly supposed to be new york he's like jeez yugi your cards are so good where can i get these cards he runs into the room while they're dueling and goes monsters 
real monsters. <laughs> yeah, he, he talks like a 1920s flapper of New York, essentially. Uh, we have the grandpa, uh, and then we have Seto Kaiba, and then we have Pegasus. Seto Kaiba is the rival guy, Pegasus. Um, it is explained in episode two, sort of runs Duel Masters and sort of the CEO of that company. Yeah, there's also a fourth member to Yu-Gi-Oh's whole, I mean, to Yu-Gi-Oh's whole crew, but oh, I yeah. cannot remember his name, and he's the most forgettable character ever, so. Tristan, Tristan Taylor. Okay. But uh, the reason we're not remembering is that Tristan and Taya just kind of take Yugi's grandpa to the hospital, so they're not there for the rest of the episode. Yeah, um, and I guess... While Joe, while Joey is yelling while the match is happening. Yeah, and I guess there's also Kaiba's little brother who shows yeah. up to yell despondently as Kaiba's losing and isn't really doing much else. I do like how much the show goes from zero to a hundred because within the first episode, this like evil kid tears apart a Yu-Gi-Oh card and sends an old man to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, and they do a move that has never been done before in the a instant kill move in this card game, which has never been done before in the history of the game. Yeah, even though the cards were presumably made in order to facilitates this happening but also an amazing part near the beginning of this episode or maybe it was the beginning of episode two um joey's like why are you so your hand is so amazing where'd you get these great cards and it's like oh yeah i mean he's like how are you so good at this game and he's like well it's not really me that's good it's these cards that are good because you know my dad has the hookup he has all the best cards and he just immediately, within the first five episode, minutes of this episode, tears apart the whole veneer of the trading card game. Like, a trading card game isn't something that anyone can play and be equal at. You have to spend loads of money on specific cards or just buy a bunch of blind box sets in order to get the cards that you need to be good at this. Yeah. Uh, I like some of the monsters. The one that I wrote down was called Judge Man. Oh, that's good. Um, I wonder what he does. I have no idea. I don't think they use him. I think he just gets killed. Oh, yeah. Um, and then another running thing that'll be every episode one is the fact that uh, every time they duel... Yugi yells, Yu-Gi-Oh! And then turns into Yami Yugi. Um, and then two, uh, every time Yugi wins, he does the thing where he's like, open your mind! And then the screen shatters. And then whoever loses just passes out. Yeah, so... I guess... Hmm. Would Yami Yugi be considered an anti-hero then? Because that sounds like a pretty unpleasant thing to do to anyone you're dueling. I think in the Japanese version, <clears throat> I think people are sent to the Shadow Realm. And I think they changed that for the US release. 
No, the the original one was wrong. they get sent to hell, and then the American releases they get sent to the Shadow Realm. Okay. Yeah, the the original version is get getting sent to hell. But yeah, I guess we should move on to episode two, uh, the Gauntlet is thrown. So, this episode starts with Joey losing again and again in the card game, so Yugi decides to take him over to his grandfather, who, for some reason, is really hostile about teaching Yugi's friend how to play cards. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah. I don't think you have what it takes, but if, you, if you're committed, I guess we'll give it a shot. And then the, immediately his idea of training is asking, what's the most powerful card in the game? What's the least powerful card in the game? <laughs> like, I don't know whether this is... T Maybe you should just start with the basics and this doesn't seem like the right direction for basics. Like, I don't know. Maybe teach the people watching this game how anything actually works or how it's played. And... um <laughs> Yeah. Also, Joey just saw the most powerful card in the last episode. How does he not know? Well, it was the most powerful... Oh, I guess it is the most powerful card. Blue Eyes, White Dragon. Exodia yeah. would be a collection of cards. But yeah. yeah. Apparently, he gets trained so hard that he's become an insomniac. He's having trouble with sleep. And the grandfather is always there to scream at him, You can sleep when you're dead, essentially. <laughs> And that's kind of intense. So he ends up getting a private room with his friends near a tournament. I near a big tournament, the Dual Monsters Regional Championship, which seems kind of nice. I guess. I guess Maximilian Pegasus arranged something for him. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, they're watching Weevil Underwood and Rex Raptor fight, which are amazing names. And the way that fight goes is basically Rex seems to be destroying all of Weevil's cards and Weevil throws down something that looks pretty weak. But then he throws down a card that basically gives this... Was it a mushroom thing? I don't know. Also, they're at home. Oh, they're at home? Okay. Yeah, because Pegasus mails a videotape to him. The way, it was, uh, the way it was cut around made it look like they were... In a private they're on suite top or of something. The, they're on top of the game shop. Oh, okay. But yeah. Um, essentially, whatever card uh, Weevil Underwood throws down gives his mushroom thing like a jet engine, and he just destroys the shit out of Rex Raptor. And you see Maximilian Pegasus give the trophy to this little kid with these giant glasses who... He seems like a pretty good steering sort of kid. And apparently they were all caught up in the excitement, so Yugi waited a while before he actually opened it. In this box that he got was this gauntlet with uh, two stars in it and a VHS tape. So everyone crowds around the VHS tape, puts the VHS in. Maximilian Pegasus appears and he's like, why don't we test you right now, 15 minutes? And Yugi's looking around and he's like, like, this is a videotape and you're not here. And Pegasus goes, that's where you're wrong, bitch. This is a magic videotape. <laughs> and he freezes time around everyone and pulls Yugi into the TV to play. Or at least he, 
he pulls Yugi's uh, perspective into the TV so they can play a game of cards together. And this is classic anime. I have this ability. I mean, I'm going to throw down this ability, but guess what? My secret card that I had in store was exactly ready for you to do this. Except this time they make it even more literal because Maximilian Pegasus's uh, Millennium Item, his eye, can see whatever card Yugi's playing in his hand. So Yugi quickly switches tactics and he's like, well, if he's going to look at my hand, he can't look at the cards that I'm just blindly drawing from the pile. And that goes semi-well for him, but... He's still losing hit points pretty badly, and Pegasus kind of just lets the timer run out. The 15-minute timer. And, by the way, the VHS, t the VHS player is counting down from 15 minutes, which is something I've never seen a VHS player do before. Mm. <laughs> and uh, when time runs out, he's basically like, Oh, well, I guess I have your father's soul now, and you'll need to come fight on my island with me. I need to get your father back. I need to get your grandpa back. And you see the grandfather's soul leave his body and go into the TV. And he's on this static TV image going, Yugi! And I guess from there we're to assume that Yu-Gi-Oh! That Yugi goes to the island to fight to get his father back since... Kaiba is currently out of commission right now. Who knows what Kaiba's up to? Probably recovering. Yep. Yep. And that's the episode, basically. They take his soul. Yeah! It's hardcore! Over a card game. Yeah. So Pegasus can get the Millennium Item. I assume if you get all the Millennium Items, you unleash the Apocalypse. At least that's the impression I got from the speeches that have been given about the Millennium Items. How did you feel about Weevil Underwood? I love Weevil Underwood. <laughs> I love the I love the sneering shithead kids. He's yeah. very good at that role. Yeah. We're gonna see Weevil Underwood more later. Yes. I was hoping so. Because <laughs> he got invited to the island too at the end of the match, so I laughed pretty hard at Dino Duelist. Oh right, the Dino Duelist. Well, that was new to me. I did not know there was a dino duelist who specialized in dinosaur cards. <laughs> uh, he's, he's part of a interesting and varied dynasty. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's, I guess, I guess Pokemon had that kind of thing too, where there was always someone who specialized in a very specific kind of Pokemon, like Bug Pokemon and ghost Pokemon, so why not have someone specialize in dinosaur cards? Right. Yeah, it was like dinosaur uh, versus bug. Yep. That was fun. I have a few questions about the lore of this show. Okay. Hit me. So, Pegasus is the CEO of Dueling Masters, but then he's like, what if I told you the Egyptians played this game long ago? Which we learn in the intro of the show of every episode. <laughs> they explain that. Um, 
but then Yugi is surprised by this, even though he has a, the the necklace and he turns into a different being every time he duels. Is he just like not conscious of that? Like what is what is happening there? Yeah, it's really confusing because because we don't know how we got the necklace and we don't know what he thinks is happening. So it's just really confusing because I always thought that Yami Yugi was intentionally a different entity. Because he's just, he has a different voice, he's taller, he looks slightly different. Uh, he looks like a evolved Yugi, or an older Yugi, so... And there's also that bit where... There's also that bit in the first episode where he's losing his concentration, and it looks like he's about to devolve back into Yugi. Yeah. And, uh... I don't know, they're very unclear about what's happening, like, whether the millennium item is possessing him and if he's still even conscious through that and i think there are future episodes that make that distinction more clear but for right now it's kind of a mess yeah um yeah again i guess this is what happens when you skip the entire first season when you're bringing something overseas yeah though yeah, I guess they added that introduction to explain things to new people, but I guess they didn't really need that either because they literally say it in the second episode. I Yeah, I mean, yeah. It doesn't help that much because it just kind of goes over your head each time. <laughs> it's like long ago, Egyptians, and I'm just like, whatever, it's a card game. Yeah. Also, the implication that Egyptians played Yu-Gi-Oh, but with real monsters, is so dumb. Yeah, um, it was basically, and it was just the rulers that played Yu-Gi-Oh, right? That played dual monsters. That I think they mentioned yeah. that it was something that the rich people at that time did. And but then they stopped because they were close to destroying the world. Yeah, the pharaohs sealed them or something by being the best duel master. And yeah, and that intro mentions all that and then does that whole classic, it's time to do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-
it's um, a lot of fun to watch them chew the scenery episode after episode and be a hundred percent what they are <laughs> like there's no well, yeah. there's no hesitation no subtlety to any of it it's hit you over the head villainy and these character traits that are louder than the characters themselves just like joey's amazing accents mm-hmm. also i mean not to not to spoil anything, but we do get some hacking later on. Yeah, I, I knew about the hacking, and uh, I know about the gun card thing. <laughs> yep. Though I think in the American I think, release... I cannot, cannot wait for fake guns to show up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we're going to keep watching the show, because it's very dumb and fun. Yeah, I'm eager to watch more. Which is not something I could All really right. say for Code Lyoko, but... Yeah, no, shit happens in this show. Grandpa dies twice. <laughs> oh, Grandpa's soul leaves his body I feel and goes like in a Grandpa, TV. Grandpa's gonna be the person in distress for all of the show. Yeah, I guess it's... This poor old man. <laughs> I guess it's better than a damsel in distress, but it's still pretty amusing. Yeah, it's ridiculous um we should move on to our nick arcade description of the week this description for episode four okay this does not necessarily speak for the content of this episode but host phil moore wears a tremendous sweater in this episode (laughs) the pattern is mesmerizing and the cut is ahead of its time this is where the descriptions get just off the rails completely. Yeah, it sounds like they like, didn't even watch the episode. They just took a look at the thumbnails and went, Okay, we we have something to work with here. Let's Fillmore's sweater isn't in the thumbnail. It's not? No. Oh, I guess that's the little teaser, huh? They're like, if you gotta you go want <laughs> to got you gotta get the sweater content by watching the episode. Yeah. No. The other ones were just like kind of riffing on the episode. These are just like fucking I don't know. Yeah, the others straight up spoiled the outcome of the episodes. While this one is more, I don't know. Tune in. I guess the sweater looks nice. Yeah. It'd be it'd be great if by episode twelve or whatever, it starts reciting beat poetry about the episode <laughs> and the prizes that they're getting microsoft and carta everywhere i see <laughs> dates names countries will there be something for me do you want to do plugs sure okay um so i'm at jbu3 on twitter i think i usually forget to mention that i'm t- on twitter and uh you can find most of my stuff on scanlinemedia.com, but I also host a podcast called Novel Not New, a true end podcast on abnormalmapping.com. And uh, I also, on Scanline Media, host, host a podcast called Oops All Anime, which is a Patreon-exclusive thing. You can subscribe to it by going to patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. 
And it's a pretty similar format to this show, except we stop at four episodes instead of stop until we grow tired or we are too disgusted by what's happening. <laughs> mm -hmm. Which is the case for this show. And um, anything you want to plug, Ryan? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at RyanVersatMC. Uh, you can find my other podcast, Fireside Friends, at firesidefriends.net. We just did an episode on Goodbye to Halos, the webcomic, and it's pretty good. So listen to that. And uh, that's all the plugs I have. All right. I guess join us next week when we'll be listening. Well, we'll be talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! episodes three and four. And presumably at some point he's going to go to the island and start dueling people. Yep. Uh, we should say that the uh, artwork for the podcast was done by Katie. You can find at Cedar Grave. That's C-E- D-A-R Grave on Twitter. Uh, and then the music was done by Mellow Makes. That's M-E-L-L-O Makes on Twitter. Yeah. I have a I have a hot take. Alright, let's hit me with it. Dumbledore isn't gay. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Until next time, folks. <laughs> He's not. There's nowhere in there. He's not. He's not. Yeah, I guess if they're not going to do it in the Fantastic Beasts movie, then... They're doing a prequel and he isn't even gay in it. He's not gay. Yeah.